Welcome to Environmentally You, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of our direct relationship with our environments and ways in which we can cultivate a deeper connection and understanding of ourselves through the spaces in which we live out our daily lives. I am your host, Karina Ryder, an environmental wellness practitioner, creative environments designer, and intuitive artist, specializing in sensorial storytelling and spiritual design. In realizing my life's purpose, I am now on a mission to help others by sharing my wisdom and guiding you in this area of your complete well-being. Shall we dive in? sure hope you are enjoying these practice exercises. Before I get into this next one, I'd like to invite you to send me an email or direct message sharing your experiences and any questions or comments that you may have about the process thus far. Also, let me know if you might be interested in sharing your thoughts either as a guest or if I may read your email on the podcast. Now, the first two focused on learning more about yourself through the physical world around you. This next practice exercise is about discovering the stories behind the things in your daily life. I mentioned in episode three, the unexpected experience I had while volunteering at the Botanical Garden Nursery. When I began to realize how I was developing a relationship with the plants through observing the cultivation process and simply learning more about them. What do you know about your plants? Do you know what kind of plants you own? And not just the common names, but the scientific names as well. For example, the snake plant, also commonly called mother-in-law's tongue, among others. You may know of this one. Its botanical name is Dracaena trifasciata, formerly Sensevaria trifasciata. Although I will be honest, I can't guarantee I pronounce those correctly. Obviously, when it comes to plants, it's good to know their survival needs, the essentials being water, sun, and soil nutrients. But do you know where those you own originate from, or if they have any historical connections or interesting uses of the plants? Or if there are other species, plants or animals, that enhance their ability to thrive or dominate over them, especially when considering outdoor plants? Here's a little hint. Often, their botanical names offer clues, especially visual or other sensory indications, to help accurately identify them, or sometimes clues about the plant's origins. Believe it or not, plants have a lot of character, and if you listen to their stories, you may find you can learn something about yourself from them too. Also, many plants have medicinal value, or other health benefits, besides that which all plants offer, although some more than others, and that's increased air quality, which I suppose is debatable, dependent on personal preferences. 
Some plants can be ingested or made into a topical ointment or cream, and others may offer aromatic benefits from their oils or when dried, bundled, and burned. This is commonly referred to as smudging. But they also offer your environment therapeutic benefits from things like their color and vibrational energy. For those of you who don't have any indoor houseplants, what do you have growing outside? And if you have absolutely no plants living in or on your property, don't worry, this exercise is not solely about plants. Although, I do highly recommend gifting yourself a plant from your local nursery. You are totally welcome to email me and I can give you some recommendations. Or just ask someone at the nursery which plants they've been successful with in the type of environment that you have to offer. Now, most people who have pets know at least something about the breed of their animals, like their personality styles, if they're playful and energetic, or more calm and relaxed, if they shed a lot, or if they need to get out and run daily. What do you know about your pets? Do you know the origin of their breed? Are there any interesting historical connections? And don't overlook the health benefits of most pets, such as their ability to make us laugh and feel loved and appreciated. Many times, animals come into our lives unexpectedly. Some universal force brings us together and you make the decision to love them unconditionally. But if and when, you do have the opportunity to learn more about the animal's particular story before adopting, it may greatly benefit the relationship in the long run. It's helpful to learn about their individual history and the kind of energy they hold to better determine if they are a good match for you. Are they from a barn litter or a line of indoor cats? Were they neglected or abused by a previous owner? And so on. So, what about non-living things? What's the story behind, say, your bedroom dresser? Is it new or an antique? Do you know who made it? Where? What material is it made of? Wood? Well, what kind of wood? What do you know about this kind of wood? Is this a common type of wood for furniture? And why? Is it a softwood or a hardwood? What's the history of this wood? Even if it's particle board, do you know when particle board was invented? What is the spiritual energy? Okay, particle board may be a bit more of a difficult one to answer that question. In which case, feel into it for yourself. And I'm serious. What are the spiritual or energetic qualities that you feel from a particular material? Is your dresser painted? What color? What emotions does this color evoke? What style is it? Can you find information on a furniture designer who is known for working in this style? Many of these questions you could do a quick internet search to find the answers for. Although, if you're anything like me, something like this could potentially turn into an afternoon rabbit hole deep dive. And if this feels to you more like work than pleasure, do a little anyway. You might be surprised. So, why do all of this? Well, the more you learn about your environment and the stories behind it, the deeper you can see into yourself 
and you then open the opportunity to make more insightful choices when you decide to replace that dresser or not. It very well may already be the perfect match for you at this time. Ask yourself if this is actually a good representation of who you are or of who you want to be. Does it tell your story in a way that feels right? You are a powerful creator manifesting the world around you and equally so is your surroundings developing you. It benefits you to be mindful of this and open to continually cultivating and tending to this relationship. And guess what I'm about to propose? Yep, select a few things to start getting to know better and journal about it. A plant someone gifted you, a piece of furniture or decor. It could even be an architectural feature of your house, like a unique archway or your walls. Do you know what your walls are made of? Feel free to select items that you have worked with in previous exercises, or something new that's grabbed your attention. It could even be a type of lighting. What kind of light bulbs do you use? What are the pros and cons of this type of light source? Does the description and adjectives used to describe these sound conducive to how you prefer to observe your world? How you desire to perceive yourself? If you're up for a good investigation or want a bigger challenge, research your home or property. I do recommend a trip to your local library and or city offices for historical information, previous plot and renovation plans, the history of previous owners, who knows what you may find. Most importantly, whatever it is you've chosen, relax and enjoy the process of becoming environmentally you. And as always, I have developed these practices from my background as a designer and artist, along with insight from my personal experiences. If at any time during these exercises you find that you could benefit from another professional's perspective, such as a therapist or spiritual leader, I encourage you to seek their help as well. Please take your time studying and practicing these concepts and follow whichever path works best for your overall well-being. And with that said, I invite you to contact me when working with me directly on your specific environments is a path you'd like to further explore. Oh, and wait, wait, wait. I almost forgot to mention March 2nd through the 5th is the Galactic Alliance Ambassador Congress that will be aired on the Conscious Awakening Network. I have put together a presentation on facing my witch wound for this online event, and there will be many other presenters sharing their wisdom and stories as well. It's free, and I hope you will get a chance to check it out. I will make sure the details will be in the show notes and on the website.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Environmentally You podcast. If you have questions or comments, and for those of you interested in working with me directly, I invite you to check out the website at www.environmentallyu.com or contact me via email at connect at environmentallyu.com. Also, you will find more Environmentally You content on Instagram and other social media sources in the near future. I do hope you will join me for the next episode of this podcast. And of course, I'd appreciate all of your follows, likes, bells, whistles, and whatnot. Have a wonderful week, and I wish you the most amazing adventure ahead, being Environmentally You.